0: Hey, it's good to be back with you. And I say that because I haven't been with you for a number of Sundays. And uh, you're gonna be seeing this or hearing this and it's already gonna be Christmas and the day after Christmas. So we're grateful that you are with us today. And uh, we're gonna be looking in Matthew uh, chapter one, verse 23 about uh, Matthew calling him Emmanuel and that he is God who is with us. Uh, let me read that verse to you. <clears throat> See, the virgin will become pregnant, give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated God is with us. Let's pray together. Father, <clears throat> help me to be a plain preacher today, so plain a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit, any word of knowledge you give to me. To uh, speak to a person that's watching or listening, Lord, if you prompt me with it, I want to be obedient to speak to it. And then uh, you look at all of us and. Uh, you see me differently because I'm a preacher and a teacher. And uh, within that, I'm I'm under a greater and a more strict judgment than anybody else. And I know that, and I accept my place and rightly in rightly dividing your word. So in the name of Jesus that I pray, his name that I preach. Before I get the sermon, I wanna thank Logan. And I wanna thank uh, Logan's our worship pastor or student. He's just one of our pastors. And we all do a number of different things here, not just one job description but Logan Smith was preaching, Andrew Eaton, my son was preaching and Robert Meacham was preaching and then Tyra, Jerry and the children, uh, their children led us in the last Sunday before Christmas. And then today with it being a Sunday after Christmas, closing out a year, uh, we wanted to reflect still on the birth of of Jesus and all that represents in this. And I wanna give it to you today, what I believe God's laid on my heart. In verse 21, Matthew twenty, Matthew one twenty-one, just two verses up from the one I already read, it said, she will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins, which actually his name really does connect him to his mission. Then in verse 23, one I read to you already, it says we give birth to a son and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And I said to Logan and Tyra before we started, I, I see you will give him the name emmanuel but nobody ever calls him emmanuel uh, we refer to him as jesus and uh, and sometimes you you probably know that and know the reference of that but i'm just reminding you of that uh, we call him jesus because of his mission of saving his people for uh from their sins but here's what i want you to know about Matthew. i want you to get this picture uh about how they wrote and why they wrote they didn't just write they they had a they had a picture in mind they, they had an organization in their writing, and I wanna show it to you here. In chapter one, Matthew thought it was important to mention that he's to be called Emmanuel, which is translated or means God with us. So in chapter one, Matthew wanted you to know that God is with you. Now I'm gonna take you to the end of his book, Matthew twenty-eight twenty. And I'm gonna give you the great commission, which is what Jesus gave them. This is the words of Jesus. But the way that Matthew wrote it is very important. Here's Matthew 28 20 at the end of Matthew. He's teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now I'm gonna be preacher here and tie these together for you, okay? Matthew, Matthew really does want you to know from chapter one of his gospel to the last chapter of his gospel that god is with you do you see the book ends here chapter one he's emmanuel he is god with us the last chapter he is he's jesus but i am with you always uh you reckon he wants us to know this that he is with us i believe that very much is the purpose of Matthew, is that he wants to drive home the truth, not just a fact, even though it is, but a truth that uh, he is going to be with us and he is with us. I'm uh, I'm gonna do a little bit of confession here, and I know that can scare some people when a preacher says that, <clears throat> but uh, I'm not good at holidays. I'm really not good at celebration. I'm just not. Uh, I can, uh, like typical days, uh, but I'm really not good at holidays because I, I, I think we ought to, whatever a holiday tells us to be, I think you ought to be that every day of the year. Uh, I'm more giving in other parts of the year than I am in the holidays. I am giving, don't get me wrong. Don't go, don't go label me a Scrooge. I do, I love to give, uh, but I'm just not, I'm just not good at it. And my giving happens in lots of other ways, but Anyway, one reason I'm not good at holidays is there, there's there's a lot of suffering during holidays. I'll tap you into a pastor's life for a moment, and I say pastor because pastoring is different than preaching. In uh, pastoring, we tend the sheep. Uh, in uh, starting about October till about March, my schedule gets filled with counseling sessions, ministering to people. Why? Because they're suffering, and they're grieving. October is really a prequel to the holiday holiday season you thanksgiving coming up in november we've got christmas and then we have new years and 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 then we have the 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 doldrums of winter the dark gray days of winter in january and february in our culture here in kentucky and uh, it it just brings in a lot of suffering and a lot of grief and my time becomes busy just pastoring these people i'm not good at holidays because holidays can remind people of a lot of loss that they have in their lives. Uh, The holidays bring on a lot of stress, especially Christmas. We just stress out about who we're getting what and how they're gonna perceive it and is it a good gift? And and then the holidays bring on a lot of rush, just hurrying. And if you've heard my preaching um, all these years, I'm just against the rush. I'm against a life that is too fast-paced. I don't think we celebrate Sabbath well. I don't think we do that. We're commanded to do that. That's one of the 10 Commandments. And I think we just pass right by it because we think we don't need the rest uh, that is going on or that, that we need in our life, our, our mind and our body and uh, our, just our overall emotion. We need rest. So there's just a lot of things going on, rush, stress, loss, grief, suffering, all that. <clears throat> That's why I don't do holidays very well. But uh, I wanna talk to you right now about what's going on in your life. Um, are tough times going on in your life? You, you may give me a hearty quick answer, yes. Are the best of times going on in your life? Cause that can be going on too. And I, I wanna tell you something I'm gonna challenge us in today. Uh, Tough times are best times. You and I have got to understand the message of Matthew. From chapter one to chapter 28, he wants us to know that God is with us. And one of the ways you express that you know that God is with us is with our worship. I want to go back to the Christmas story for just a moment. The wise men are looking for the one who is to be born King of the Jews. They incorporate Herod into this, you know, do you know where he is? Have you heard about him? It makes Herod angry. But sometimes we miss what the wise man really wanted to do. They ask Herod, can we go find him so that we can go worship him? Uh, I really believe this is a message that God has put on my heart. Uh, just for you today, for me too, that in our our tough times, you and I can't shut down. Why? Because God is with us. So what what really, how do we respond to that? Listen, even in your toughest days, find time to give him place in your life and worship because he's there. Remember Matthew chapter one, chapter 28, God is with us. From the beginning of that book to the end of that book, he wants you to know that God is with us. The The best times of your life, tough times we call on him, we'll bargain with him, we'll do all kinds of things. But when it comes to best times, we can forget him. We can think we did it, or we earned it, or we deserved it, or we created it. It's our intuition, our creativity, our, our workaholic life, or whatever. And we forget that that's a blessing of God and we'll forget him in some of our very best times. So how do I react to the blessings of the best times? Well, I'm gonna go back to the wise men and that is they came to worship him. They did all that journey, all that distance, all that seeking to do one thing and that is to bring him worship. And that's what I'm gonna challenge you with today is I'm gonna challenge you, even if it's difficult times or if it's best times, I'm gonna challenge you to react to either one of those with what? With worship, personal worship, private worship. I don't care how you do it, but give him place that you recognize the message of Matthew, chapter one, chapter 28. What is it? He's with us. He's with us in our, our the most horrible days of our life, and he is with us in the best days of our life. And what do we need to give him in that? We need to give him a place of worship. Acts 4.12, in this gift of Jesus, he says this, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people uh, by which we we must be saved by it, of which we can be saved. That no other name under heaven and earth in the name of Jesus that he has done that. Why'd he tell us about Emmanuel again? To remind us, chapter one, chapter 28, first chapter, last chapter, God is with us and we have the gift of Jesus. Uh, you may try other ways to find your salvation, but you're gonna miss it. Our gospel series uh, that we have put together and then really com- putting together in, in, a, in a time of, of culminating everything into the Christmas story you have to remember what we said in the gospel series is Jesus is your only chance. Don't care who you are. He's your only chance. The, listen, the cross and the resurrection, which is part of the gospel story, and it is a main focus of the gospel story, uh, it's important every day of your life, but there'll be one day when it's the most important day of your life. I uh, just conducted a funeral this week. We just had a tornado come through and we had several people in our state and other states that were killed. And I've told you, you're gonna get up one day and it's gonna be your last day, you just don't know it. But it'll be your last day. And the it's, he, remember, he's your only chance. And God has given you a chance. Don't go saying God's forgetting me. God has passed by me. God has given you a chance. He sent his son so that you don't have to die without the grace and the mercy and the forgiving power of Jesus. So uh, I, I've been hearing things about the Mayfield tornado. It hit, it hit Campbellsville, my home. In fact, I was on the phone with some people today, just about future, future things for us to be able to do together. Old friends that I hadn't talked to in a long, long time. But anyway, uh, I'm hearing that the tornado in Mayfield stayed on the ground less than a minute. I've, I've heard less than 50 seconds and uh, people lost their lives. Let me tell you something. In that day, I mean the cross and the resurrection was the most important thing that happened in those people's lives. Yeah, there's rescue, yeah, there's relief and they but you, you, you pray for us. You're hearing government officials telling pray for us why He is our only hope. He came to save us. He has the power and the authority to be able to do that. And if you're not careful, you're going to think and the enemy is going to have you thinking that he came to condemn us. And I want you to look at John 3, 17 and 18. I think you know John three sixteen, Even if you're an unbeliever, I believe you know it. But in John 3, 17 and 18, this, let me read this to you and let this filter over your soul. For God did not send his son in the world that he might condemn the world. Did you hear that? He's not here to condemn it but that the world might be saved through him. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned, but anyone who does not believe is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God, and that name is Jesus. No other name can be saved. Matthew said, call you Emmanuel, but he wants you to know he's with you. Chapter one to chapter 28. First chapter, last chapter. Matthew wants you to know that God is with us and that he is giving you the chance and the opportunity. So don't come thinking that God's condemning the world through Jesus. Jesus is not sent to condemn the world. It is already condemned. And the only way you're out of that condemnation is to believe in Jesus. And we believe there's no other name by which you can be saved than through the name of Jesus. I'm gonna light the Christ candle. And uh, I uh, wanna say these things about the Christ candle very simply. We're gonna light this candle because he is the light of the world. Uh, We are going to light this candle because there was great expectation. Uh, He is a hope that people have waited on. We're gonna light this Christ candle because the lit flame means that he is here with us. Matthew chapter one, chapter 28, first chapter, last chapter, God is with us. He has handled his promise. We're gonna light this Christ candle because he is promised, he is prophesied, he is sent, he is the light of the world. And listen to this, he is the light of our world, your world and mine. Tough times, best of times. Give him his worship when it comes to this. So uh, I'm lighting our Christ candle, even though we did it Christmas Eve, uh, still on this Sunday, I am lighting the Christ candle to represent he's the hope of the world, He's the prince of peace. God is love and uh, the truth of it, he is my joy, all those things, but he is the one who is promised and he is the one who is sent. Here's the challenge I want to give give you. Um, I think it hit home with you when I said tough times or best times. What do you do? You give him your worship. And I, I really got that from the wise man. I want to worship him. Even said that to Herod. We want to go worship him. Uh, Here's my challenge to you. Join me in 2022, will you? And uh, it it brings tears to my eyes, actually. Uh, Let's enhance this. And what is this? Let's enhance our worship. Man, there's some confusing times, lots of question marks. We've lost loved ones, dear friends, family members, spouse, a lot of grief, a lot of stress, a lot of rush, a lot of questions, a lot of distrust. A lot of anger, a lot of frustration, all those things. Tough times. What can we do? Let's worship. I'm giving you a challenge in this next year to join me, and let's worship daily. Let's do it privately, personally. Come together on the on Sundays with us, will you? Or whatever church you go to. I mean. Make make it a priority on Friday that we're going to be there Sunday and you're going to sound like I'm getting legalistic and we're counting nickels and, and noses. You know, that's not it at all. Why? Guys, listen, we, we've we got to get back. We just expect all this from God and we got to give back to Him our worship. Tough times, best times. We have got to give Him place in our life for all that He has done. So I, I, I want you to make Him a priority a priority let's put that together let's come together let's start over and let's put our focus on even on the gathering the big five that we teach here at our church and one of those aspects is worship let's let's get back to there in the simplest of forms and give him the place that he so deserves and so wants in our lives tough times best times it doesn't matter just remember matthew chapter 1 chapter 28 first chapter last chapter God is with us no matter what the times are and let's give him our worship. I'm gonna say this to you. and I'm gonna ask that you look a little crazy on the other side of this camera, okay? I'm gonna say here in a minute that God is with us. And I don't care if you're going down the road listen to this on a podcast. I don't care if you're in Walmart, listen to it on your phone. I don't care, do you hear me? I I care about you, but I personally don't care where you are. I'm going to say this to you, and then I want you to turn around and say it to me, because I need to know it too, okay? God is with us. Now, you say it to me and remind me that God is with us, and let's give him a worship. He so deserves that, doesn't he? Thanks for being with us. We love you, and what do we say to each other before we leave? Grace. In peace, make sure you live in both of them.